This is your host, Nick Riley, and you're listening to the One Day Advice Podcast. Together, we're going to take a ride inside the world of personal finance. I'm going to give you a fully transparent, behind-the-scenes look into the financial services industry, helping you to optimize your financial life along the way. Before I begin this episode, I'd like to add an additional disclaimer. This episode is for informational purposes only, and it should not be interpreted as financial advice. I'm not an insurance agent or broker, as I dropped those licenses years ago because I felt there was a conflict of interest in being able to to make a commission from the sale of insurance products. I do provide, however, insurance reviews for my clients at One Day Advice. If any recommendations come from those reviews, I outsource the actual purchase of those insurance products to vetted third parties who I don't receive any form of kickback or compensation from. What you are about to listen to should serve as a warning, as I see people targeted with these ads and or products all the time. I'm not going to say that they are not a good fit for anyone, because there may be unique circumstances that these products may be suitable. However, in my opinion, they are not in the best interest of a majority of individuals or households. I believe it's a failure on the part of regulators to not crack down on misleading information such as some of the ads that I'm going to be discussing in today's episode. These ads incite fear and take advantage of people who are simply looking for options that are best for them. These financial products lack transparency and prey off of people who are not properly informed of better options that are far less expensive. I hope you find this episode helpful, and please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions you have around this topic. Ah, I'm so frustrated right now. I just commented on a Facebook ad that I saw where someone was targeting financial advice and promoting misleading and false claims about a strategy or a financial strategy that they have for people that are interested. And I've wanted to do an episode on this for a while now. I've been waiting because I, I wanted to wait for the perfect time and to do all my uh, you know, in-depth research beyond what I already know. And it just comes to the point where I need to get this out there. And hopefully this serves as a warning to people uh, when they're scrolling through Instagram, through Facebook, and they're getting these claims from financial institutions or proclaimed financial advisors around these different strategies. So to today's episode, I'm going to let off a bit of this steam that I have in just a few minutes. I'm not going to go super in-depth analysis on this topic. I think that'll be better served in future episodes. But I do want to at least put this out there to hopefully warn people of this potentially costly financial decision that you could make. And while there are many scams, pitfalls, or misleading information around financial advice out there, today's frustration is specifically targeted at one topic, and it's the claim that your 401k is a scam. And I don't know if you've seen ads for this. I, I know a lot of different advisors that that promote ads constantly on this. And first off, you want to think, why would advisors do this? Well, for one, promoting fear and uncertainty 
is great eye candy. It's it's clickbait. And when it comes down to it, fear sells. That is why the media is able to get so much attention. And that's why headlines are always based off of fear and uncertainty. They want people to click into that article. And ultimately, that is how the media is paid. It is paid by your paid from your time and attention to what they are trying to either sell or promote or educate you on. And another reason why advisors would do this is that they are obviously incentivized to do so. And they're incentivized financially in this case. And there's a reason why they are able to afford so many of these ads because there is so much upfront commission to this proclaimed financial strategy that they promote. So if you click into one of these ads, you will be led down a sales funnel that knocks the financial system. And you know some of which can be very believable, even as an advisor myself, some of it's actually true, but you know that's how they get you is they, they provide a little bit of truth to their statements. And ultimately they point out reasons why the current solutions or offerings on the marketplace today suck, or they point out their flaws, you know, et cetera. And, you know, they proceed to tell you why you should listen to them. So they list their credentials and their experience helping other people just like yourself. And they start to list the benefits of what their strategy offers. And naturally, those benefits offer a solution to all of the problems that they listed previously. So they will list a bunch of problems about the the current financial system and the solutions that people have that are big names like the 401k. And that's why they are able to get away with the 401k is a scam as a headline. So to top it all off, they say, does this sound too good to be true? Because it's not. If you want our strategy today, schedule a free strategy call with our team. And they'll include a link to schedule a call. And I will say I've I've been undercover a few times and I've clicked into some of these and just to better understand their process. And naturally I got into a first call and you don't even learn about any of the strategy. They vet you out. Uh, see if you are you truly kind of at the level of income that you would provide them with you know, a good fit for this, this strategy. Who knows what those actual numbers are, but they want to vet you out as a, a serious buyer uh, before they pass you on to a specialist. So that specialist will essentially be a insurance broker and. I'll get into a little bit more detail on what that actual strategy is or what that solution is that they're offering. So in this case, it's claims against the 401k being a scam uh, because your your money isn't liquid, your, your money is not guaranteed, you have to pay taxes. First of all, like your money is available to you. Yes, you would have to take it out of a 401k with with a penalty perhaps attached to it, a small penalty, but your 401k is meant to be 
a retirement account. It's meant to grow tax-deferred or tax-free in the case of a Roth 401k. So they never mention the Roth formatted 401k in these. And the Roth 401k has no income limitations. You can max that out every year. And you know that's significant money being put aside into a tax-free growth financial vehicle. And to top it off, 401ks are relatively very inexpensive. And yes, your money isn't guaranteed in there, but because of the length of time that you plan on holding your money inside a 401k or retirement account, you don't need that guarantee. The market, depending on how far you go back, has returned 7 to 10% annualized. And uh, if you are paying for a guarantee, you're likely buying that through an insurance product. You're likely paying high fees for that. And you're capped on the upside. So you don't even get to participate in years where the market is up 30, 40%. And keep in mind, the market is up more than it is down. But that is not something that insurance companies will tell you. And there's a reason why insurance companies are so profitable and can afford the sports stadiums. They can afford all of the ads out there and afford to get their product in front of you on a daily, sometimes hourly basis. So enough, I'll I'll get off my soapbox there, but this strategy that they're, they're claiming to provide is essentially a overfunded cash value whole life policy. Uh, Also known as it can be used as an infinite banking concept where you are, you become your own banker rather than banking through the system and you know what it has today. And so this, this cash value whole life insurance is it's ultimately the product that they're trying to put you into and some ads will call it a tax-free retirement account or a TFRA. And I've seen multiple ads that have the same copy across multiple different companies. They all copy and paste each other and use the same claims and everything together. So that's a whole separate issue. But ultimately, you know, I won't spend this episode going into details about the strategy, but I'll simply state some facts and provide a warning to any of you who may be listening and being targeted with these ads. So as I mentioned, I've gone undercover before. I've received quotes from these proclaimed specialists. And in all scenarios, the premiums inside these products are five times the cost of an equivalent term life insurance policy. So for those of you who don't know, term life is the purest form of insurance. You are insuring the loss of income if you were to pass away and you mainly for your beneficiaries or dependents. So if you were to pass away, you know, what things would be left behind, such as you know, that loss of income, any outstanding debts like student loan debts or mortgages that should be paid off upon death, uh, any upcoming financial expenses that are, are coming up like education costs for kids, uh, your dependents, you name it. Those, that's what life insurance should cover. And the, the classic term is, is to invest 
in or buy term insurance and invest the rest is going to be the, the most cost-effective way of building your net worth and also providing risk management if you were to pass. So back to the, the premiums, I, in all cases, I've seen the premiums cost five times more on these whole life policies uh, over a, a term life insurance policy. So to put it in perspective, I'm 31 years old. My term policy for you know, one of my term policies for a million dollars is $600 a year. And many of these policies are costing you know, almost four grand per year just for the premiums themselves. And that doesn't even take into consideration the amount of cash above that that you need to contribute to really provide you with that that you know be your own banker philosophy. And when the you know, overfund these policies, you have to also be mindful of it becoming a modified endowment contract. So they will tell you, yes, you can contribute more to this policy, but you can't contribute more than this number. And that is because the government will deem it a mech contract and uh, will essentially tack on some penalties or taxes for that, which goes against their whole kind of policy. And to tap on top of that too, what they don't say is that the cash value in the policy you may take 12 or more years to actually add up to the cash that you contributed, meaning that you are actually losing money for the first 12 years in most of these scenarios. And most of that cash is being used towards fees for the insurance company. And you know, yes, you will be receiving a certain guaranteed portion of a return, but that guarantee only typically goes up to 2% on your money. So yes, it's better than a savings account, but you would have been far better off investing that, that excess money into the stock market. The non-guaranteed portion of it that they always talk about and promote is the fact that, that you could potentially get upwards of 6 to 7%. And most of the time it's maxed out at 6% and that's non-guaranteed and it's purely at the discretion of the insurance company deciding to pay dividends on an annualized basis. So you know, with all this being said, you know, what, what are my recommendations? Well, first of all, you should be maxing out your 401k and IRAs each year if you can. That should be uh, the first no-brainer. And you know, beyond that, you should be taking advantage of your employer benefits like an ESPP, RSUs, and stock options. Those are all great potential vehicles for you continuing to build your wealth. And it's okay to have taxable investments. You may want to buy a home. You may need the cash or liquidity to start a business, fund a sabbatical. If you're putting it all into a cash value whole life policy, you might not even have access to most of that cash for another 12 minimal, at least 12 years in most of those policies. And my recommendation is to buy term insurance and invest the rest because you know, life insurance should serve as a purpose of filling 
the financial hole that is left if you were to pass away. So that loss of income, like I mentioned, outstanding debts, planned expenses, it is meant for your loved ones to be able to cover for them uh, if you were to pass away. And that is why you want to cover your earning years. And lastly, so you want to invest the money you save from not buying a whole life policy and put it in the stock market, diversify it and let it grow. Your investments can be ultimately be the death benefit that your beneficiaries receive. So instead of having the death benefit come from a whole life policy, if you are continually investing that excess money that you're saving each month on you know, by not buying a whole life policy, that is a way of providing a death benefit to your beneficiaries as well. So, of course, there are some exemptions or exceptions to to these rules where uh, if you're if you plan on having a state much larger than the federal uh, you'll tax exemption limit, which is like right around 12 million in 2021. Uh, you know, if you're funding to buy uh, funding a buy sell agreement in a business to buy out a business partner if they were to pass away, if you're wanting to fund a trust, those are potential exceptions to you know, having a whole life policy work for you. I, I can get into that in another episode, but hopefully. This serves as a warning to you all who see these different 401k as a scam or infinite banking ads out there today. And don't hesitate to reach out to me with any questions. Also happy to clarify any of the things that I mentioned in this episode. And also very much happy to have a debate with someone who is selling these products as well. And of course, I'm always open to learning. And I have done significant research on this topic but I'm sure there's always things that I can learn out there. So uh, hopefully this helps and look forward to catching you on the next episode. Hi, I'm Nick Riley, the founder of One Day Advice. If you like what you've heard, we'd greatly appreciate your help in spreading the word. After all, we are financial educators, not marketers. Thanks for listening and remember to leave us a review. Nick Riley is the founder of One Day Advice, an independent fiduciary and fee-only registered investment advisor. Nick serves as a wealth advisor and educator to his clients. All opinions expressed by Nick and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of One Day Advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment or financial decisions.